Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. We've come of age. Episode 18. We can drink. We are officially adults. We are now responsible for all of our own decisions. Terrifying. Um, Those wolf-eared among you will have realised that I am not, in fact, Pete Donaldson. Um, he is away, the uh, the beast in the east, the best dressed in the west. He's currently on his holidays. And so to commemorate this uh, this episode 18 achievement, I thought we'd bring in a very, very special guest. Now, Pete will be back. Well, I'm as sure as I can be that Pete will be back next week. But until then, we have someone I'm delighted to be joined by. Please welcome Ben Bailey-Smith, a.k.a. Doc Brown. Uh-huh. Come in. Come that's, in. That's very nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird because I was that you said it like there was going to be a round of applause there. Yeah, we're going to just silence. When Pete's away, we are going to have to apply all um, audio tricks afterwards. Oh, so right. if you want okay. me to, I can drop them in. It's not a problem. Yeah, that'd just, be great. Just imagine it's, it's that happening. Much like when you go on stage doing one of your comedy shows, Ben. Mm. Imagine the applause. Yeah, and, and, and you'll and you'll feel a lot better <laughs> yeah. about it. So uh, you know, I listened to the the last episode. I'm sure Pete was saying he was just in Japan. Yeah, he. It's a bit of Why a tricky one. Out there again? The, the problem is, as I said to you, I'm as sure as I can be that he'll be back next week. But I think a lot of people think the stuff that goes on with Pete is like an affectation, and he's not really as, as mental as, as people think yeah, it might actually, be. I know the man. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. So he's not here this week. Um, he will. I think he'll be back next week. In fact, I'm fairly sure he will be. But you never know. So I've brought you in uh, last minute. Um, <laughs> Safety precaution. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And presumably, you, you've heard the show before. Yeah, I was uh, I was a fan from the start, really, because um, you know, I mean, people that, that that know your other pod will know that I've, I've been closely involved in that over the past year or so, two. Yeah. Um, so, and the fir- the first person I met was 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 Pete, you know. So I was I was an avid fan, and then also, you know, you got your little uh, intro and outro music, essentially. Uh, exactly. Some music from. You are, very own album. you are the man who brought the um, brought the <laughs> theme tune and gave us the credence that we probably don't really deserve. As a result, you this is your reward. You get to be on the show. Yeah, I, no, I like that. I like that. You know, it's it's always always nice to be on something that that, that you're a fan of because you know it just sort of it keeps that that showbiz wolf of not wanting to be there at the door. Yeah, true, you know? true. I, I get this that. Is somewhere actually, I'm very much enjoying being. I'm tempted, Ben, to say it takes a lot of um, planning to make something sound so slapdash. <laughs> that, that isn't true. That isn't absolutely is not true. So don't feel like you can't you can't um, be as slapdash as you want. I mean, that is the name of the game. I mean, the highlight clearly is the it's been jingle, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I loved that from the start. I'd ha- yeah. I wasn't familiar with the song, but I, it, it, Pete's, <laughs> Pete's uh, rendition of it before. I think the first time he referenced it, he just sang it, didn't he? Yeah. And then. then 
then it was played in later and it was remarkably close well, to what the vocal sounded like on the track it was ever it was, since he's never sounded it was at the start but the man's not been able to, re- to rekindle the old magic yeah it's weird isn't it yeah in a that, ma- the first couple of times he did it it was like uncanny yeah and since then it's just like do you want to hear it now what the actual jingle? Well, you can't have Pete. I mean, we, we, uh, listen, not Pete. Not I even... thought maybe you had a little snippet of Pete doing it when he was doing it well. You know, back in the the sort of golden era. Well, of... I, I don't have it because I'm not that interested. <laughs> not even Pete is that egotistical to record himself. To my knowledge, to my knowledge. <laughs> so we don't have to Pete's version, but um, we do have the the actual jingle. So I'll drop it in now. Okay, cool. It's been. What do you think? There you go. What's it yeah, like to hear it in your own ears? Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. You know, now now I really feel like I'm here. I really yeah. feel like <laughs> the in. pod has started. Actually. You know what? I came. I came bearing gifts. You know. I'll go I on. Remembered. Yeah, I've, I've got some uh, some gifts from uh, from a family member actually for a family member of yours. See, Very listeners nice. at home, well, I'm sure you'll know that 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 Luke is married, but maybe you don't know that Luke is actually married to a hot nerd. This is very. Um, this is very touching. Which is a lot of you know. That's a lot of lot of guys' dreams. Yeah. Well, listen, settle I am, down with a hot nerd. I am. Listen, Ben, I sit opposite you during the day, and I go home <laughs> to my hot nerd at night. I, I'm living the dream. I'm living the dream. And on the shelf in the kitchen, she has what? It's a collection of sand. She's a geologist by trade, mm. so it's a collection of sand. Mm. Yeah, and you saw from that all over the world. Indeed, from everywhere. And you saw that, and you said, "I'm going away in a few weeks' time, and and we will bring you back some sand." And I thought it was one of those things that pals say to each other, but never actually pull, like, pull through with. You've yeah. actually done if it. I, I can't if I can it. do anything to help, let me know. Yeah. One of those ones. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. say it. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, to be fair, to be truthful, it wasn't really me. It was my daughter. She is very thoughtful like that, and um, she's got some uh, sand from Calea beach in Spain wow. uh, on the Costa Brava which was absolutely beautiful and you can see it's quite rugged it's a little bit like Rice Krispies almost yeah and on the top says says her name and, and everything. that's fantastic and, and do you know what this this sand look, let's get in what's the other one from this one first? is some grey sand from uh, Bantry on the southwest coast of Ireland again very different this is also very excellent different. is that a Tic Tac case that is an oversized Tic Tac case that uh, she was very excited by that we picked up I think in, I appreciate in I appreciate the sand I appreciate <laughs> the ve- the vessel <laughs> one thing that I wasn't planned to get into this because we're now into it's been and, it's, and we should be talking about what we've done this week yeah but that's true just, sorry no no no, no but I very much appreciate it just Quickly, one thing that is fascinating, if you put a collection of sand next to each other from beaches all over the world, what you notice is that um, there's there's a huge difference, a huge discrepancy between um, different levels of sand, different types of sand, different beaches, and that's to do with the age of the beach. Now, Mm. I'm not an expert. My wife is the expert, but hopefully I'm not doing her a disservice by saying this. Um, So this one here from from the Spanish beach is very, very large sort of sand, almost like like miniature pebbles, really. Mm -hmm. And the one from Ireland is is, um, is a lot finer, which would suggest an older beach. But it's it's so stark. It really is. So break this down then, man. Like, this particular beach is the one we spent the most time on. But um, literally, I'm not... I'm not exaggerating. A six-minute walk up the uh, coast, there was a beach with fine, well, yellow sand. I can, I can, I can't break it down for you. But what I can tell you is another example of that is that down in Dorset, there's um, there's Charmouth Beach, and uh, not Charmouth Beach, sorry, there's a Dirtle Door Beach, and there's a beach next to it, and it's only separated by a rocky outcrop. Mm where the famous Dirtle Door is, mm-hmm. which is a geo- an area of geological interest anyway on the, on the Jurassic Coast, the sand between those two beaches, which is no more than a 30-second walk away, is completely different. And I can't tell you why. Maybe our listeners can tell us why. Get in so. touch. I hope so. Hello because at lukeandpeachshow.com. 
Um, so yeah, it's been. It has. It really has been. But thank you for the sound. I'll, I'll pass it. Oh, on. it's a pleasure. I'll and, shake and it. And so also, make sure, make sure uh, Mrs. Luke takes a, a photo because uh, raising a nerd. Do you know what I mean, she yeah. she would just love to have photographic proof that has been delivered. I will absolutely do that. <laughs> absolutely, it's a very very nice surprise to start the show off on. Yeah, it's been. I've, I think I've got something of interest, mm. um, but I want you to go first because you're okay. the guest of honor. So you, oh, that's you, very kind. you get involved. Well, it's been my birthday week. Right. Happy yeah. Birthday. So I turned 27 for the 13th time the last age. week. Well, listen, careful. That's the age of the rock star death. <laughs> Luckily, we all know you're lying. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, it's been an extravagant few days. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I, I was actually. I was taking my daughter to school, and you know the, the free time out you get on. Um, was it Tuesdays or something? Yeah. I was flicking through it, and I saw um, they were having a screening of Jaws on a boat. Wow. On the Thames. Like it. Like on, my, on the eve of my birthday. So you, you're, like, you're snapping perfect. that up. Oh, mate. Yeah. I just I, I, let, bit, bit the hand off. And uh, got got down there, half full. I just thought, I'd imagine it'd be rammed. Mm. Huge inflatable screen, little bar, Where where, where specifically was this? We went down to St. Catherine's Dock. Okay. And then we got the boat uh, to Big Ben, mm-hmm. moored up there. Watched the movie and then went back. And it's just, you know, it's like my mate said, he's like, dude, that's like showing it in a clown college. Do you yep. know what I mean? It was just, yep. it was perfect. There was moments where the sky at sunset in the movie matched the sky behind the screen. Brilliant. You know, yeah. and other moments where seagulls would take off on the screen and then seagulls would fly up from behind the yeah. screen. Do you know what I mean? It was proper four dimensional shit. That's, right. that's I, was, I was loving it. I've seen, I've, loving I've it. seen footage of people watching them. In their like in their swimming costumes, in their swimming shorts, on like um, inflatable donuts in like a water park. What? Which is even more of Jeb. I was mean, this like, in Atlanta? Because everything's in Atlanta. Probably, on the show, yeah, isn't it? probably. But you were just on a boat. I was just on a boat. Yeah, yeah. And I was the, fully clothed. Talk to me about seasickness. You know what? The Thames currents are actually remarkably strong, but there are times during the day where it's super calm. So I didn't even really feel any movement. In, in a way, I wanted a bit of movement. Yeah, I almost wanted a bit of rain. Yeah, Almost, I know what you mean. Just a little bit. And did and when was the last time you watched yours before that? Well, that's the other thing. It was you know when it, you know when you just feel like this is perfect timing. You know when you're just flicking through the channels and something starts and you think oh, I haven't yeah. seen this for ages. Well, I'm talking about yours. But yours, I I don't think I've watched in full for over a decade because it's always on. Let me it's often you, on ITV2 and I watch it's the, one of those films you can watch 10 minutes of quite happily let me tell you something it's always on ITV2 always always starts at like 11.45pm yep. on a weeknight no one can get involved no one can watch the whole thing and it's Jaws so you're not really going to make the effort to record it and then watch no. it on no, your no, box no. Like, no, 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 it's no, Jaws no. it'll come around again Yeah. so I've really taken that film for granted for some time and watching it in its entirety and actually properly concentrating you know phones off and that Yeah. Um, there's so many killer lines in I know I know, right? Throw away shit that you totally forgot about <laughs> yeah, as well. Tight. It's tightly written. Really it's tightly, tightly written. written, but interestingly, even though it is, you're 100% right, it's tightly written, it's compact, there's no flab on it. There are the beginnings and ends of scenes that you just wouldn't have in a modern day movie. Like there's one where he's rushing down Brody um, to the beach and there's just some old man. I don't know what he's doing. He's got like a trolley. He's got some shit on the trolley and he's like pulling, out, pulling it out of a shop on, on, on the main thoroughfare. And Brody sort of runs into him, and he just garbles some shit at Brody for ages. And yeah. he's like, "Yeah, look, I'll, I'll deal I'll with deal it later." With it. Kind, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Roy so, hey, that didn't need to be there, but it just adds to the the real feel of it. It feels real, considering the yeah. special effects which everyone always goes on about. 
that movie feels real. Well, I think the trick is on that. I mean, this is not not an original thought, but like, the trick is that um, they just don't show the shark, right? You just you, you, they show it when, when they need to, but they don't mm. show it all the time. Mm. And, that, and it's almost similar to Alien, right? Where they just don't. It's the idea in your mind what of it course. could be, and that's why it's so effective. But Roy Scheider's an absolute dude in that. Oh, film. It's fantastic. Yeah, I, I think it goes underrepresented. Granite face, man, like incredible. But when you when you think, I'm not I'm not necessarily putting him in this bracket, but just to illustrate a point, when you think about right classic actors from not the golden age of Hollywood because I understand that was a bit before them but maybe the second golden age if I can call it that people will say like Steve McQueen Paul yep. Newman mm-hmm. Robert Redford mm-hmm. Scheider was a was a, was a do- an absolute dude as well yeah and he was under the radar you're 100% right and and Jaws in a way didn't help because Dreyfus was considered something very special and he is something very special yeah. in that film and also Robert Shaw gives one of the performances of his life yeah. as yeah. Flint so it's a bit tough because yeah. they're both like you know Dreyfus is this uber nerd like really sort of frantic and then Flint's this is crazy motherfucker do yeah, you know what yeah, I mean yeah. and, 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 and Brody's got to like pull it all together and, and tr- try and stay calm so he, he hasn't like Schneider hasn't really got like a, a huge performance to give he's got yeah. he's got to give a smaller performance but I think it's, it's something special as I well. think I think it takes a confident great actor with a good appreciation to realise that these guys are going to do what they're going to do yeah. I need to be the guy at the yeah, back yeah, yeah. you know what I mean just pulling the strings doing the bit yeah, I, yeah. I think it's fantastic what else did you do for, listen we're not going to get any new listeners <laughs> by talking about how good yours is so how, what else did you do for oh, your birthday, um, for your twenty seventh. Yeah, well, you know, in your twenties, you want to. <laughs> <laughs> what ben, do you do in your twenties? What do you do for the twenty seventh <laughs> anniversary of a twenty seventh birthday? <laughs> you know what? I got really lucky because a friend of my wife's was um, also turning a, 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 the similar milestone of twenty seven, and she, <laughs> her fella um, did this big thing, almost like a, a wedding kind, kind of deal, where he was like um, with books and rooms at the. Uh, uh, the Corinthia, which is like one of the best hotels I've ever seen in my life. Um, please join us. There's going to be some activities during the day and a meal in the evening. I was like, oh, that's, that's really nice. But that is going to cost me yeah. an arm and a leg. Yeah. And I have to go. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there's yeah. a little part of me that's a bit like, oh, yeah, I'm sure this will be nice and stuff. Yeah. But it's a bit of an ask, isn't it? Let me put something out there. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not having a go at you because, mm. you know, you're a guest here mm. and you're, I mean, you're, you're very, very welcome. Um, <laughs> Um, uh, I, I don't particularly care an awful lot for people who got over the top on their birthdays as an adult. Oh, yeah. Is no, that fair? I'm, no, Is no, that... I'm exactly the same. Right. I mean, you know me, every year I just get a venue and just get some DJs and we just dance. Yeah. I don't want to stop for speeches. No. I don't, wanna, none of, I, I don't really believe in that. Anyone else who does it, if they're inviting me, you know, great. You know, because yeah. I can just come <laughs> and enjoy it. This one, I was feeling that pressure of the bill. Yeah. And, you know one of the staff was telling me like the the penthouse of it like the, the whole top floor is actually basically on a long term rent rental right. to, to Tom Cruise oh right okay yeah yeah okay. Did you, so it's, so it's, was he there I didn't see him but, did he do like, his own stunts <laughs> just around the hotel that kind of gaff it's right. just beautiful mm. uh, just unbelievably and I had a great time and, and did that typical thing which I always do whenever I'm in a really amazing hotel like I get way too overexcited mm. and then I end up spending about five hours in my room because I stayed up drinking for too long right yeah 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 we'd organised with my mum to have a yard sale in Wilsdon the next day back to earth so the just, just, just quickly yeah. <laughs> get out of there I just didn't really get to enjoy the room which was spectacular um, but what was amazing was the next morning this girl whose birthday it was her fella goes because I was like 
you know what I mean? Just let, let me know the details. I'll make mm. sure I get the cash into your account if you covered it. Or yeah. just do I deem to get the bill from the concierge? He's like, mate, it's on Paid me. for. Paid for. for? For five couples, bro. They're mad. They are five mad. couples. Yeah, they are mad. Just, if I can take this to another little bit more of an awkward territory after just saying I don't really like big birthdays and stuff. Um, I was invited to your birthday. Let me work this out. I was invited to your 24th birthday. Yes. <laughs> yes, I remember it well. Why wasn't I invited to this one? What? Was I invited? Was I invited? Definitely. You're probably the WhatsApp group was too stressful because... Oh, I I, oh yeah, I, I left. Yeah, yeah, because I just said, look, just RSVP and leave. Okay. And then people who didn't see that message were like, wait, wait, wait I don't want to be in this, I want to have your bants. I was like, mate, there's no bants. No. Literally, here's the invite. Yeah. You're invited. That's it. Yeah. Now leave. Yeah. I, I'm not going to feel any way. People, and then there's other people like, I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to exit this. Don't, don't apologize. Yeah. It's literally the quickest way for me to get an invite to you. I, so I didn't. probably apo- forgotten about it. I didn't apologize at all. I just. I don't, I don't want an apology. No. I wanted people to RSVP and leave. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need any more bants in my life. No. Like, what's happened is a headache. Wait, well, you've come to the wrong place then, mate. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You wait to see what we've got lined up for the next couple of bits of the show, I'm telling you. So, birthday uh, vibes for you. Yeah, great. Um, what's been going on with well, you? Happy birthday. Well, actually, I'm pleased you asked because um, because yeah, it's brown. Uh, I'm going oh, to give myself another one of those. Yeah, it's brown. It's been. There we go. Um, <laughs> I went to Istanbul last weekend. Right. Oh yeah. So I was there for a mate, uh, mate's wedding. Married a married a, a beautiful Turkish uh, girl. I had a great time. First Turkish wedding I've ever been to. Um, but, I mean, the, the great thing about weddings is they have their own all over the world. As far as I know, they have their little sort of foibles and their little differences. But ultimately, it's just the same. It's basically, let's get pissed. Mm-hmm. Let's have a lot of dancing going on. Mm-hmm. Let's let's just eat a load of food. So yep. it's very similar to that with a few different bits and pieces. But um, yes, I was in one of the most cultural and historic cities of all time. And it was fantastic to be there. But the one thing that sticks in my mind, and we mentioned this a little bit before we came on, because I wanted to get your feelings on it, is I there was a special offer at Heathrow Terminal 5 right. Right, for pod parking. Uh, and I never really do it normally because it's quite expensive. But what it means is, for those who haven't seen it, um, you drive and park your car. And rather than going to the long-term, uh, long-stay car park and get a coach or a little bus that comes around once every 10 minutes, with pod parking, you park your car... You literally walk about 10 metres to a little pod station and this driverless car drives you to the terminal building. And it is incredible. Now, we had a little bit of a debate beforehand about mm. um, about this. Yeah, because I said I've, I've done it. I've yeah, done it. well. But then I wasn't sure when you were describing it more if it if it's changed since I've been on it. Well, look, it's not the first time I've made an idiot myself on this show, but I think you're wrong. <laughs> I think you thought it was on a monorail. That's what I thought, Which is yeah. no more than a glorified DLR train or... or, or, or yeah, or but a, like it was a capsule for like four, maybe max five people. Yeah, but it's a, but it's but the point is, it's a driverless car. So, no question it was driverless. It's just my question was, is it a car or like a private monorail? No, no, it's not a monorail coach because it's not on a rail. Right. Monorail one, mono one, rail, rail. Yeah, it's not on a rail. It's in a little, it's in a little driving thing. Was it raised? You know where you parked? Was yeah. it raised up? It starts off at ground level and it Start, goes up. It goes up. Yeah. I've definitely been on it. I probably just viewed the thought, assumed the track was a monorail. Why don't you appreciate the world around you? Um, because I have children, and when you're, <laughs> when you're in a fucking pod yeah. with children rushing to get on a plane, you just don't appreciate you're the world fo- around you. You're, you're, just not, you're not taking anything. You're focused on everyone getting out alive. <laughs> yeah, at, at the other side of life. Well, look, I, the reason I wanted to bring it up is because it was it was a fantastic experience. I got really excited. As, mm. as we've already mentioned, my wife's a nerd. She loved it as well. Um, I want to talk to you then in principle. I'm going to use this as a, as a jumping off point 
I want to talk to you about driverless cars. Okay. Because we're both of a similar generation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're 27. I'm a little bit younger than that. <laughs> um, I, I am genuinely younger than you, so that, that, that's, that's true. true. Yeah, um, Three years. Yeah. Um, but um, we are we of the generation where, um, where we get nervous about driverless vehicles? Let, let me give you a little bit more context. I was reading fairly recently about an experimental trial where I think it was in an airport in the US. I don't think we've talked about this on the Luke and Pete show. Forgive me if we have, but I don't think we have. Where um, they, the pilots and, and the airlines agreed to run a test where um, the autopilot would land the plane. So that essentially, the, the pilot would be there. But yeah, no, you're already shivering. Already but it, get, it gets more interesting than that. Okay. Um, the pilot's obviously going to be there in case of emergency and all the rest of it. But they're just experimenting with the autopilot, I guess, and its capabilities. Now, from what I read... Um, after a while, they had to stop the the pilot scheme, pilot scheme, because nice. um, because the, the 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 autopilot was so accurate, the front wheel of the aircraft was hitting the same spot on the runway every single time, wow. and they had to they had to think about. I'm not sure if they actually did, but they had to think about replacing part of the runway because it was hitting the same spot. It was so reliable oh, yeah. every time. So it was starting to create some indentations. Must well. have been, must have been, yeah. So. They're more reliable than human beings, and will the generation, say your children's generation, will mm. they come up and, and get on a plane and see no no part driver, see no plane driver, and um, and and not think twice about it? Yeah, I mean, mate, that makes me just think about so many things. First off, I'm a natural coward, so I get like, I feel uneasy for those dudes who are like rolling along the street on their bicycles with their hands in their pockets. Yeah, you know, the, listening to music or whatever. The youngsters, cool. the youngsters. I, I feel nervous for them yeah. because if you've ever fallen over with your hands in your jeans pockets, yeah, it's not a pretty. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, if you're terrible. Doing, do, not a pretty, pretty picture, and if you're doing it at 15 miles an hour, <laughs> yeah. it's even worse. So, I, like, I, I feel paranoid about that. Um, let alone like just going, yeah, machine, deal with it. Like, my iPhone does some stupid shit every day. And it's supposed yeah. to be like a computer in my hand. Yeah. You know, so I'm just not sure. If you start mass producing shit like that, that it can be 100% safe. But I think you're right. I think that's probably a generational thing. Maybe maybe the younger generation has a bit more faith in uh, in, in technology than, than than we do. Let me, let, me, let me give you a scenario then. You're going on holiday with... Um, so you, actually, just make it easy. You're going on your own. You're going away to work or whatever. And you get to the airport. You get to the gate. And they say, good news, Mr. Mr. Brown... Uh, Mr. Bailey Smith, um, uh, whichever one you use when you go traveling, I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, we're not having a pilot today. It's um, it's all done automatically. Mm-hmm. So you're flying to I don't know. You're flying to Spain. It's a couple of hours. The the, the plane's going to fly itself. Um, so you know, get on, make yourself comfortable, um, enjoy the flight. I mean, I t- <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> like the, the the thing that could maybe balance the, the anxiety out for me is a conversation I had in that self-same hotel that I mentioned uh, earlier with one of these guys, you know, I'd not met these guys before, but one of them had a very close friend who was a pilot. And he told me some pilot stories that just made me go cold in terms of how little some of them really sort of pay attention to anything. Once, Once you've got in the coordinates and whatnot... I mean, you know, you've got to have two guys up there, right? Yeah. I think three sometimes. Oh, yeah, maybe, on it's, long maybe haul. it's three. On long haul. On long haul, yeah, yeah, maybe it's three on long haul. He was saying to me, like, when this guy was in his early stages of uh, of, of piloting and he was always the um, the junior, the, the captain would, would, would come on, get into the chair, adjust it 
so that he was at a sort of 45 degree angle um, tell him like t- 12 hour point give me a little nudge hat down over the face gone like the second he walked in and closed the door what because he's, t- he's taken care of all by itself or because the other guy was doing it for well, him well yeah the other guy would get everything set up and then put it onto autopilot but the the senior guy even though this guy is a, a junior guy who's not had that much experience just come in just kip the first 12 hours don't wake <laughs> me up and I was like oh right okay the other thing he told me that shocked me was that this guy, this younger pilot, his first job was with, um, oh, let me let me get this right, Ryanair. Okay. It was Ryanair. And he had to pay £20,000 of his yeah. own money, right? Yeah. To get to through the interview process and then train himself to start the job. Right. 20 well, grand. Well, that's so you can get a 50 quid flight, mate. 20 grand. <laughs> Yeah, it's not, not for great. the pleasure of working. It's for them. not great. When I hear a pilot, I want. I'm not. I'm, I don't think I'm going to be interested in the scenario I've just given you, where I, I probably would be very, very worried about getting on the plane mm. if there's no pilot. Um, what I want from a pilot is I want um, a very reassuring voice on the on the PA system, yeah. and I want them to be paid well. Yeah, yeah and I, I, and that's the thing that scared me because underneath a certain brand of airlines, they're just fucking not. Yeah, like this dude, he was saying like the journey is getting like Ryanair, and then Norwegians like a next step up. But everybody's just trying to get to work for like Virgin and Emirates. Yeah, okay, right, because they pay properly. Yeah, but I want the reason I want them to be paid well is because I want them to genuinely care about doing a good job. That's what I'm saying. And if they lose the job, it's a big deal for them. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I don't want the pilot to be thinking, "Well, if I lose this job, I'll probably get. I'll just go and work in Sainsbury's." Yeah, you know? that's why you want to hear that voice. Hey, how yeah. are you doing? We're gonna be. Uh... Yeah, exactly. And they tell you all those facts. Yeah, I remember watching the Seinfeld bit where he was talking about the, the those that little fact conversation where it's like, you know, we're gonna be cruising at thirty five thousand feet, and you know, we're gonna bank a left when we. Yeah, get yeah. Down. you know that that voice. Yeah. It's telling them all the details, and and Jerry's just like. Yeah, great. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do what you got to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, yeah. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, you know, maybe, maybe I should be telling this dude, uh, um, I'm going to have um, probably two bags of the peanuts because <laughs> <laughs> just, just keep yeah. him updated. <laughs> I'm uh, opening up the flight entertainment system and I'm probably going to watch a episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> um, it's awkward when someone watches some fucked up shit on a plane. Yeah, I look, when, the last time I flew to the states, someone was watching Wolf of Wall Street. Well, in, in the in-flight entertainment, or did they have their in, own in the device? in-flight entertainment. Okay, yeah. So you could see through the gap of my two seats. My daughter could see through the gap, and I just had to sort of cover up the gap because that movie opens with him snorting coke out of a woman's asshole. Ah, see, and that's in a public place. That's yeah. you know, I, wouldn't you feel awkward watching that? I like, would. In, I would on but, a plane. But I've noticed that a lot of the planes I've been on recently. They have um, almost like a weird tint to the screen. So if you're at a so slight, if you're at a slight angle, angle, yeah, but that doesn't it. work if you're behind the person. Like if you if you're maybe behind the person and two to the right or two to the left, mm. that's definitely the case. Yeah, okay. but if you're any closer in, right. you can yeah. you can see almost the whole ring. I've also noticed that they never. <laughs> <laughs> I've also noticed that they never um, they never used to show any movie that had any sort of aircraft incident in it right? yeah now they show that they, they showed that, Den, that Denzel film didn't they yeah they just have a warning sign now beforehand in, in the in-flight magazine and before the film why would you want to watch yeah. Flight 
I'm not having it. On no plane. way. I'm not. I'm not particularly nervous about flying, but I'm not having that. Yeah, but you don't want to yeah. add stuff. No, because <laughs> no. if you think about flying too much, it weirds you out, man. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, we've had a big discussion on this show. As I'm sure you've heard about the ability of a pilot, or perhaps the inability of a pilot to uh, to perform a barrel roll without yeah, noticing. Yeah, I, I love that segment. Man. Well, I'd love your take on it actually. Just quickly before we go to the break ahead of the emails, I'd love your take on it. Uh, well, you know what? I actually I listened to that bit and then I checked out the YouTube clip or I was about to check out the YouTube clip and I got interrupted, but there's something about the drink not spilling, right? Well, you need, to show, well, listen, you need to show more commitment to the show than that. That's point number one. <laughs> <laughs> point number two, yeah, he pours an orange juice. Oh, it's an iced tea. It's an iced tea. He pours an iced tea while he's doing the barrel roll. Yeah. And to me, that's all the proof I'm ever going to need. I, and, and look, you know I've got a, perhaps a bit of a reputation for sort of denigrating our email contributors and I don't mean to do that <laughs> all I'm saying is and like, they still keep going yeah, back they, they, they do yeah I know I, I, what I'm saying is you don't automatically know the provenance of who's emailing in you, of course. You, you and I both know I could set up an email address now yeah. email you yeah. or email show you're on and go I'm a pilot you know, yeah, yeah. it's very unlikely I'm going to be tested on that. But that's why the devil's in the detail, you know, and we'll see when we get into some of the emails later, you, you, you read certain stories and you think, mm, yeah. yeah, maybe. I like to think of the detail, you think, okay. But the thing is, Ben, it's a bit, I think it's a bit of a sixth sense. I've done about 500 shows of everything, Rambling and all the rest of it now. I think I can spot one. I think oh, what I a fake one. Like, yeah. Who are my comedy story? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think they, they, they tend to try way too hard. Mm. I, I love our emails. I do. I, I just think it should be as high a standard as possible. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right, listen, we're going to talk a bit more uh, after the break, including emails, and we'll try and fit in a main Carter section if we can. We'll be back just after this. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> 
Welcome back to the Luke and Pete show with a very, very special guest, Mr. Ben Bailey Smith. Oh, People aren't, they're unlikely to have forgotten that you're on since the ad break. Yeah, so, so they're quite short, aren't they? The, what, so it's the, our listeners? <laughs> no, they're a normal height. <laughs> we, I always think when I first started listening to podcasts and they say, we'll see you after the break, and then it'd just be like, and then they were back. I was yeah. thinking, well, what's the point in that? But then I realised once I became a guest, it was actually some of these pods record for like two hours. Right. you got to have a piss or something. you yeah. got to just have a break or... We don't do that. Freshen up. I think I might have a, a little one in the mid, middle of the show, just... All right. I mean, not while we're broadcasting. No. I mean, like at the the middle point. Just because just myself up. Just because Pete normally does your job on this show doesn't mean you can act <laughs> like him. All right. <laughs> right. We must have some emails coming yes. up. So yes. let's have an email jingle. Okay, Luke. Don't conge me, mate. Pipe down, Pete. I told you never to argue with the customers. There you go. What do you think about that one? Yeah, that's. It's good. That's solid. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. He, to be fair to Pete, I mean, he's a man of many, many faults, but he has found some great jingles for this show, and we thank <laughs> him for that. Well, you got up for, who's up first? In the, in the, I'm, I'm leaving the email section to you, Ben, because okay. I want you to really own it. I really want All you right. to own this part of the show, so you, you fill your boots, mate. Great. Okay, well, we've got, we've got a whole bunch of uh, emails this week. There's quite a lot on the, um, the crap jobs, which I think is, 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 is one of those things that really... You sort of never forget, do you? It's no. like, a, like a really bad relationship. It's just always... And, or a teacher or something. Yeah. It sticks with you. We had some great crap jobs last week, so I'm happy to continue yes, that thread. Did. Let's mine that scene. Um, well, there's a good list of, of, of uh, jobs that um, poor old uh, Matthew here has had. I, I'm, I don't know whether to... What would you say that surname is? X-U-E-R-E-B. Zureb? That's a junkie. Zureb. That's a junkie, my mate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pronounce it as best you can. Matthew Jureb, I'm with apologies. He, he's going to know who he is, isn't he? Yeah, he'll know. On that basis, yeah. Uh, love the podcast, etc. Your request for shit jobs had me reminiscing at work today, and I compiled my five worst in descending order. I did all the below either before or when at uni in the 90s. I was brought up in a town called Porchester. That's near where I'm from. Is that near yeah, you? near where I'm from. The other okay. side of Portsmouth to where I'm from, yeah. Good. Nice place? No, terrible. Absolutely awful. It yeah. says it's famous for its Roman Saxon castle and crap jobs. It's got a good castle, to be fair. <laughs> it has got a good castle, to be fair. But that is the start and the end of its attraction, in my opinion. <laughs> so here's, um, here's his top five Porchester crap jobs that he did. Uh, with salary details as well. So uh, That's at, important. Yeah, That's great. At five. That's why I like this. Yeah. At five, he worked at Smith's Crisps. <laughs> collecting bags of crisps into bin liners as they rolled off the line presumably to why are they putting them in deli- bin liners I know I thought it'd be boxes wouldn't you no wonder Walker's won the war do you know what I mean that is the, Walker's won the crisp war for that reason so there'd be so much breakage and do you yeah. remember how disappointed it was to open a packet of crisps yeah as a youth and half of it was just mush you know yeah. what I mean just crumbs what, what brand satisfaction there what brand typifies what brand of crisps typify your your childhood salt and shake you know, that I, ate, I ate a lot of frazzles. Did you? Okay. As a youngster, they, yeah. are they Smiths? They might be. Yeah, actually, yeah. I think Salt and Shake are as well. Salt and Shake were definitely Smiths. Yeah, okay. The that's the craziest snack product I can ever remember. Yeah, you did sort your own crisps. Yeah, but to be fair, they were ahead of their time because now we're doing our own checkout in the supermarket and everything. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he was um, collecting bags of crisps into bin liners as they rolled off the line. He said, One day, I knocked myself out briefly by okay. whacking my head on a low metal shelf. When I came to, I was covered in bags of salt and vinegar squares. 
which is possibly one of my favourite crisps, actually. If I, if I was knocked out and I, as I was coming round and I had to choose a snack to be coming round to, mm. that would probably be up there. Yeah, with marshmallows. Speaking of being... Speak, <laughs> yeah. It's just speak, soft landing. Well, it? the marshmallows could have stopped the incident happening in the first oh, place. that's true. Actually. Speaking of being uh, knocked out, um, have, I, have I ever told you the story about my mate Jimmy, who um, he went up for a stag weekend. He's quite a hapless guy anyway. Mm. He went up um, to, I think it was to Scotland, for a stag weekend. And... Um, he was, they, were saying, they said they're going to do paintballing, but of course it being a stag weekend the night before, I think they got fairly drunk and you know drink was taken and all the mm-hmm. rest of it. And uh, the next day, he um, they, they lined up to paintball and he was feeling a bit hungover and a little bit sort of you know you get a little bit sort of flaky when you're when you're sure. hungover and stuff. And um, so they they got all their gear on to paintball, and um, he, he wears glasses and he didn't have any contacts with him. So the instructor at the paintball centre said, "Well, it's okay. Just put the goggles over your glasses. That'll be fine, and um, and you, you'll be fine." So anyway, they they ran out of the they ran out of the the, the sort of holding area into the theatre of conflict, if you mm-hmm. like, and instantly his goggles steamed up, so he can't, he can't see where Fuck. he's going. He can't see where he's going, and all he can hear is the pop 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 oh, of God. paintballs. Right, and and and, and the, the real jeopardy to paintball for those who haven't done it, if there is anywhere out there in the world who's ne- not done paintballing, is that it genuinely does hurt when you get shot. Yeah, no, it definitely does. Yes, and that's what does. and that makes it better, right? Because you genuinely don't want to get shot. Yeah. So he he's, he hears all this paintballing pop pop pop. So he just runs as fast as he can, right, to get away from it. And no word of a lie, runs full pelt into a stationary tank oh and God. knocks himself out. <laughs> Did he break his glasses as well? I don't know. If you've got a friend called Jimmy or Johnny, I think it's it's, it's important that you give them a, a surname. They can't just have their own surname. So he's got to be Jimmy Paintballs. Yeah, okay, I'm up Jimmy. for that. Yeah, that you, can, you can be known as that from now on. Um, I wonder. I wonder if Matthews ever worked at a paintball centre. <laughs> ne- he never got to those heady, heady heights. Um, number four was pick out substandard raisins on a factory, <laughs> line. ones that had stalks in that. I rarely bothered to exclude any. To be fair, that was three pound an hour. I, that 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 makes sense to me because whenever my mum got sunmaids, there was always one or Stalking, two with stalks yeah. on them. What um, are you thinking? He should be paid um, by per raisin. <laughs> How much per raisin is, is the question? A penny right? per raisin. Penny per raisin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it'd be like that pilot's, you know, theory that you had as yeah. well. You know, like make him want, make incentivize him, make it. Him, yeah, incentivize it. Yeah. Number three is he worked in a cake factory up at four a.m. for the six a.m. to two p.m. shift. Uh, had to walk an hour to be picked up, then another forty-five minutes drive to get there. Uh, well, I mean, don't do the job. Do you know I mean? That's too Just much. The commute alone yeah. is insane. Um, and he'd load cakes into an oven for eight hours. I still have scars on my arm. Twenty odd years later, one pound eighty an hour. Not enough. Too far away. Yeah. You're your own worst enemy there. Definitely, and it just gets worse. Uh, 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 position number two: making toilet brushes, two pound twenty-five an hour. The guy next to me on the line used to lick them, and laugh that not many people could say they'd done that. Yeah, because they're new, I guess. Yeah, because they're new. I mean, that's still the actions of a total deviant. What a psycho. <laughs> also sat watching car wing mirrors drop out of a mould for a similar That's not rate. a job, is it? Watching Just them. watching it. Jesus. Your mental health. You start to fear for your mental health after a while. And number one, putting three screws and three washers on the elements of kettles on a factory line seven and a half hours a day um, for a whole year. £3.20 per hour. He says he used to nick four kettles a day which he'd sell to compensate for the torture. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm How pretty- is he selling four kettles a day? <laughs> <laughs> That's not an easy... Four kettles a day. Didn't I would struggle to sell four kettles a day. Four kettles a week would be tough. 
Ding dong. Who is it? It's Kettle Matt again. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is a very, very low frequency item as well. I, I, I bought a kettle when I moved into my four new house days. four it's years killer. ago. I, I've not changed my kettle since. Mate, I I changed my kettle once and it's because on the day I, I opened it, I dropped it and broke the handle. Yeah, well, you need to be pals with Matt. Mate, for, he's selling four kettles a day. This guy should be pushing keys of cocaine around the world. <laughs> How's he selling four kettles a day in Porchester? I know. Anyway, he says, last, last laugh was on me though as I now live in New Zealand and make a shitload out of computers oh very good yeah yeah, yeah. well done getting it in at the end well done well done Matt thanks for that you, yeah, you're, cheers, listen you, we, we've probably alerted the authorities of your uh, your <laughs> under the table kettle distribution <laughs> distribution business um, Ingo Halderson good name very strong I love it when we've got for some Ingo reason Ingo Halderson I love it when we have Scandinavian listeners don't know where why. do you think he's from Ingo Scandinavia yeah definitely somewhere yeah, around there yeah. <laughs> he says hello uh, you were asking in the last episode about the worst jobs your listeners might have had. I'm a qualified teacher now, but in my time, I've had uh, pretty much every job ima- imaginable, from coach, bus, taxi driving, to working in various retail industries, pet shop, bike shop, bars and restaurants. However, my worst smelling, at least, job was working in Iceland. Maybe it's Iceland. Right, yeah. In a fish head drying factory. Well, listen, Ben, I'm going to stick my neck out here. He's not travelled and commuted to Iceland to get that job, is he? He's probably already. Yeah, I mean, been we there. don't know young Ingo. Do we? No, we don't know true. what he's going through. Like the story. This is very much chapter one. The story <laughs> yeah, of Ingo. Exactly. Who knows where it's going to lead? This then? is my. This, the reason I picked this email out is for this line, right. which angered me slightly. Okay. He says. Uh, he says my worst smelling job was working in an Iceland. Uh, in Iceland. In an Iceland. <laughs> in Iceland. In a fish head drying factory. You may wonder what that is. No. No, Ingo. <laughs> yeah. I, I, just had, I just I had a wild guess. <laughs> that part of your email is painfully clear. <laughs> but it did exactly what it says on the tin. <laughs> Ingo. Uh, dried fish heads to pack and send to Nigeria. Not only was this very repetitive, but it also stank. The worst time was when we came back to work after an Easter break, Thursday to Monday, to find all the product had started to rot. We spent a week finishing off old stock, and I can honestly say the smell stayed in our pores for the next weeks and made all clothes, cars and hair stink of rotting fish. Hope this makes you feel how lucky you are. Well, I've had some terrible jobs myself. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that, there's, there's a couple of assumptions in there. Yeah. One, that we wouldn't know what a fish head drying factory yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. And second, that we're just some like clean nailed yeah. numpties yeah. who just go from podcast to podcast yeah. getting served drinks by dog's bodies. I mean, that is... I mean, that, I mean, that is, does that is, Yeah, that is... <laughs> but it's been a journey. Yeah, it's been a journey. I don't think... And, and oh, of course, as someone who's had, and I'm sure you're the same, in fact, I know you are, Ben, uh, some terrible jobs myself, I don't seek to denigrate the existence of these jobs or, indeed, of course, the people who do them. But there are some jobs that I think the, the sort of payoff is, is just way wrong. If, you, if you're asking someone to, to do that type of stuff, mm. you've got to pay them well. Mm-hmm. They've got to be paid well. Otherwise, why is anyone going to do it? Yeah. There's, there's always going to be something else out there you can do. Hope, well, you'd hope so anyway. Uh, you'd hope there'd be something else you could do for a similar price that wasn't that horrific. Mm. But, you know, sometimes this needs must. And again, we don't know We don't know what was going on for young Ingo. Mm. I mean, for, 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 for young Ben, I, like, I think the job I hated most was probably... I really hate retail work with right. a passion. What were you doing there? I was um, in the menswear department downstairs, so I had to wear like a rubbish <laughs> suit every day and just like... Is that why you still wear them now? <laughs> you, you uh, 
I think what I hated about it was that you you, you haven't just got your boss. You like everybody's your boss. Every member of the public that comes in yeah. is your boss. Yeah. And some of the public are dicks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean they're going to be a dick to you? And plus, it's like seventeen. It's like a, you know started in the in a summer holiday. What branch was school. it? Marble Arch. Okay. Yeah. So you know it's pretty busy and whatnot. My floor manager George was like, he was like this kind of North London um, Greek guy who would just he was so upbeat but in like a weirdly aggressive salesman way right yeah so he'd be like come on come on mate every, every morning he'd be like oh you gotta stop leaning mate because I'd lean a lot he'd yeah. have a go at me for leaning ah you gotta stop leaning mate come on you're never gonna make senior sales with that attitude right Ben <laughs> mate fucking I'm not I'm not sticking around here <laughs> and um, I Briefly went into when the job actually improved is when I got stuck into the um, warehouse where you get all the bits to come back onto the floor. Yeah, because then I was just like with four or five well, you other do, guys, you didn't have to wear a want. suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know have a radio on? Yeah, and in in the sh- on the shop floor, they just had the same tape going yeah. round and round, round and round, and round and round. Well, back then it probably was. I mean, it's good it's for like years ago. Minutes. So it probably was actually a tape as well. It was a tape. Yeah, round and round, round and round. This is like ninety eight something like that. Yeah, round and round, round and fucking round. And um, it had two Lighthouse Family songs on it. I don't mind them. I'm being real. I don't mind them. I'm being serious. And what in, in that kind of 90 minute tape? You're there on what eight hour shift? If it's Ocean Drive and lifted, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Is Ocean Drive the sky so blue, sun's gonna shine on everything you do? Yeah. Yeah, it's that one and lifted. <laughs> Those are the only two I know. Yeah. I mean, I hate. I would maybe still to this day do physical damage if someone told me they were a member of that band. Like and they were just in front of me I, because I was traumatized by it. it was like water torture. Yeah, I know but what made it worse was I came back. I went back to school and I came back for the Christmas sales. Yeah, uh, and um, there was actually no. I came back during my half term and did a week, and they were getting ready for the Christmas period, and then yeah. I came back to do the the January sales and whatnot. Um, and I worked over the Christmas period, but in that October half term, they. As they were getting everything ready, they said, Ben, can you um, go and put the Christmas tape in? Right. It's in this little office in the back where they've got the microphone. And because, you know, I was, I don't know, I was kind of outgoing. They used to make me do that speech at the end of the day, you know, like gather up your... Is this your first starting rap? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I went in there and he, what did he say? He was like in one of the drawers in the cupboard. I opened the drawer and there was like, 45, 50 <laughs> tapes in there. So at any point you could have changed the tape. And I was like, are you fucking having me on? So the whole time I've been here, and perhaps before I arrived, they've just had that fucking tape going. No one's gone in oh, and changed it. I was way. like, that is torture. I was so furious. I put the Christmas tape on, and for the rest of the day I was livid, right? And I used to go out this You were so furious, you did, it, you did as you were told, instantly. No, no, check this out. It's the right. most rock and roll way I've ever left the job. Okay. Right? Uh, at the time, I was going out with this girl who was living in um, Didsbury in Manchester. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was such a... You know, in those days, you couldn't afford the train and whatnot. Mm. I'd get, like, the Megabus or whatever, yeah. like, just to some... You know, the the National Express or whatever was cheapest. And um, I left hers on a Sunday. I had to work the Monday morning. Got the bus down. It broke down in Coventry. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was, like, it was the last bus. So I was like... Fuck, I'm actually going to be late for it. I've still what got time to go to, was it? This was, I don't know, we got to Coventry maybe half 11, 
midnight. At night. Okay, yeah. right, okay, right. And then um, it took like two hours to for a replacement bus to come. So we just were hanging around in Coventry in the wee hours. Horrific. And I've still got to go to Willesden to my mum's house yeah. to get my suit and then get the 98 <laughs> bus to Marble Arch. Yeah. Um, I used to get the 98. It goes down uh, Kilburn High Road. That's right, yeah. 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 It's, it's quite busy as well, yeah. that, that, that little strip. So um, I get into London at like... Oh, like half oh, five, six, That's something like awful. that. Get awful. my suit, literally walk out. You know, and you're just looking at your bed. Yeah. And you can't sleep in it. Get my suit, get right back out the door, get on the bus, go through the traffic, run off from the bus stop uh, on uh, like on Oxford Street into Marble Arch, pace, ping it downstairs. I've missed like the, the morning meeting and stuff. And George is like, you're late. And I was like, bruv, seriously, like, <laughs> not, what today, yeah. not today. And the whole day I was just leaning and tired and I was like off with the customers and he was like being off with me and that fucking Christmas tape going round. <laughs> and at the end of the day, you know, about to close like five to seven, I went in to make the speech and turned on the mic and I was like, ladies and gentlemen, um, the shop's about to close. So if you've got uh, any, any purchases you've got uh, on your person now, please just just chuck them on the floor and start stamping on them because you know they were made and designed by child slaves essentially probably somewhere in bangladesh <laughs> did this actually happen yeah right uh, and um just went into this rant yeah you know and at the end of the day this is an evil corporation that doesn't respect its employees let alone the the child slaves that make the clothes and george came flying in with the floor ma- uh, the the general manager as well he was like my floor manager and he was like, "You are, fi- you are finished." He was like, "Shut up, shut up, you are finished." Really, that you is are amazing, like that. And I was like, "Mate, already quit." Oh. <laughs> I just pulled out of there. I've honestly, I don't think I've ever done anything like that cool ever since. I agree. I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't know you had that in you. <laughs> Neither did I. But you know, what I think it was like sleep no deprivation. Sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if, if a human being doesn't sleep, they can become very dangerous, either to themselves or other people. I yeah. Think. That is an amazing exit to what is, you know, to be fair, a perfectly reasonable job. Yeah. I mean, you just you just had enough. Oh, I just couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. You're Michael Douglas in falling down. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally lost the plot. And then I was just back in the job centre the next day because my mum was always like, if you're here and you're a grown man, I mean, I was like 17, but still yeah. she was like, if you're here and you can earn your way, then, you know, you, ha- you have to work. You have Absolutely. To work. You can't of course, just fucking yeah. loaf around my house. No. She was always like that, which is good for me because it's given me a work ethic. Yeah. But yeah, I was back in the job centre the next day, and the next job I got was um, proper like coffee monkey for like paparazzi at some shit photo agency in Edgware Road. I'm surprised you even got another job, man. The world would have got around by then. Yeah, I was, I was, I was all right. Because I think. Edgware um, Road is around the corner from Harvard. Yeah, but I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think. I don't think I got from the job centre you remember you know when you used to go in with your little budget CV that you'd done course, on your yeah. word processor I yeah. think it was one of those right, okay. they're always hiring those places aren't they okay right yeah, yeah. Well, that's some exit yeah. that's a great story I've yeah. never heard that before good for Actually, you I remember in the interview for they one of the questions was do you consider yourself attractive really that's fucked up isn't it? wouldn't get away with that these days no, would they not at all no because I think they were thinking like we'll stick you in the front because you know when you go in those shots you always see like a really good looking girl or guy yeah, but it's whether you, you think yourself. Yeah, that's a that, weird question. That just basically means you might are you egotistical or not or whatever. Yeah. You know? incredible. Odd. Yeah, different times though, Luke. Different era. All right, coming next. Um, we've got just about enough time to squeeze in Men Carter. Keen as mustard to get Ben's uh, opinion on this jingle coming up now. Let there be justice for all. Let there be peace. 
But uh, our listeners as well. Why has it been like? So, why has it caused so much? B- well, because because we had the de- the Arthur Miller death of a salesman. Yeah, and, and, and so I was screaming at my own device. Yeah, let me give uh, you a, with that when 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 you you guys were going, what's that from? Well, exactly because the thing is, so it's the, fucking Arthur Miller. Come on, yeah, no, but the way he Pete, says his name, Willie Lomax. But the way Pete worked, well, I'm not familiar with the play, so that is that is my own deficiency. You know, we can get into that. that is a deficiency. As I've already said, we are short of time, so we're not. <laughs> um, but so the way Pete works is he just brings stuff to the table without telling you. Mm. So it's imp- Pete's not already a planner. He just goes and does stuff, and you have to go along with it. It's very, right. it can be quite exhilarating. Um, and he brought that jingle. Oh, you going to say exhausting? <laughs> well, well, <laughs> delete as appropriate. Um, but he, so he just brought that jingle to the table, right? And um, it was the first time I'd heard it. I was mm. coming to it completely, completely uh, raw. So uh, we didn't know. I didn't know Arthur Miller death of a salesman, nor did mm. Pete. That's that's on us. Okay. okay, that's on us. It just sounded cool. Yeah. Um, well, it's the, it's the end Carter jingle, right? So it's just mm. part of it. And, and the Neil Armstrong one is obvious. Um, the Maya Angelou one we didn't know, but loads of people did and got very passionate about it because Pete said, Pete called Maya Angelou, um, that, 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 that bloke, that oh, strange yeah. bloke. <laughs> I do remember <laughs> now. Yeah. She does have quite a, quite a bassy voice. There we go. So that's why. So I'm pleased you but haven't got also, any... Um, you know, world famous. I know. I'm pleased you haven't got any uh, any things to say that's negatively fine. about I like that. the we'll both look after Luke one. Yeah. There's something really melancholy yeah. sweet about it. Yeah. But it does always make me think, your parents have died horribly. Nah, yeah. I spoke to my um, I spoke to my wife about that. And she said she thought it was cute as well. It is cute. If he gets sad without mum and dad, we'll both look after. Lynn. Yeah, that's the bit yeah. that makes me sad. Well, it's just because it's like the beginning of a Roald Dahl book. Or something. Yeah, I know what you mean. But it, I, I enjoy it basically because it says my name in it. Yeah, and that's course. all I need really. Of course. Um, Mankata. So uh, we've got. Listen, sadly, we can't go into huge depth about this, but I really want to include it anyway because um, it came to my attention earlier this week. Uh, and I really want to get your opinion on it, Ben, mm. and, and hopefully get the opinion of our listeners as well. The, I'm going to introduce, hopefully, a guy into Mencarta called Stanislav Petrov. Now, this name may not immediately spring to mind to you, but let me give you a bit of background. Stanislav Petrov died in May of this year, but it was only widely reported uh, in September, so, so this month. He will forever go down in history as the man who avoided World War Three. Now... To give you even more detail on that, he was working for the Soviet Air Defense Forces in 1983. Tensions were, of course, very high between um, the US and the Soviets at the time, as you can imagine. And the nuclear early warning system of the Soviet Union reported the launch of multiple um, ballistic missiles from bases in the United States heading towards Russia. Right, it's heading towards the Soviet Union as it was at the time. Yeah. Now, Petrov, I mean, talking about difficult jobs, by the way, yeah. talking about yeah. jobs that you don't really want to do yeah. for a completely different reason, the pressure in this job oh. is, un- is unreal, presumably. Petrov correctly identified it as an error and as a result almost certainly avoided World War Three because the protocol would have been to immediately launch a counter-strike. Okay? It, it, and based on... That just that information would there not have been some more due diligence with like if, spotting them on a radar or something like that? I can't believe like when he when he was asked to explain the factors leading to that decision, yeah, he said um, he basically called upon his training and said it, it, it was essentially 
understood that any US first strike would be absolutely massive. And this um, early warning system was only reporting five missiles. So he thought, something's not right there. I think that's an error. They wouldn't do that. Right. As a result, I'm calling it a false alarm. Okay. Imagine having that sort of um, sort of clarity of thought under such pressure. Yeah. I mean, you, you've, got, you've not got the temperament for that after your experience. Not at all. Because not at all. for all we know, you could have been having a late night the night before. There you, you go. Come in on no sleep. Yeah. And you're, you're bombing everyone. Yeah, I'll pop, pop a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Surely Stanislav... Stanislav deserves... shoot him horizontally. <laughs> Stanislav deserves to be credited for that. No question, man. On this come show. On. And especially in the current climate, you know, with a couple of big babies yeah. going back and forth talking this shit you know yeah we, like, need, we need a bit more bit more of Petra around don't we yeah man he, as he's always, a hero as always well this is the thing I was about literally about to say just that as ever with these types of people he said he wasn't sure if he could be regarded as a hero for what he did that day mm. I mean people always say that don't they I've never heard anyone do something amazing and go do you know what I am actually a hero yeah yeah it'd be so refreshing to you know what I think you're understating it a little bit man because there's a lot of people call themselves heroes yeah. what I did was yeah. legendary yeah because <laughs> yeah. like, you hear like of a man diving in like to save a baby from a, a lake mm. or something no seriously anyone would I have done I did what it. anybody yeah. would have done I'd, they always say that don't they I'd but, love it to no, say I'd love really. someone just to go well do you know what pointing to the baby and the mother I'm a hero to you I'm a hero to you and if you're watching at home I did a brilliant job then, yeah. and I'm a hero to all you as well. Yeah. And a lot of you pussies wouldn't even touch no, that water. No, so half of you can't even <laughs> swim. <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> Good old Stanislav. There's, no, there's nothing to report, uh, nothing to suggest that he has uh, saved babies from a, a lake or anything like that. <laughs> but he saved probably. It's not a stretch to say he saved millions and millions of lives with yeah. that one decision. How yeah. many of us can ever say in our lives we're going to get into a position where one decision? would affect so many different yeah, people. Yeah, I mean, it makes you think about the sort of sliding doors butterfly effect massively, doesn't it? Yeah. Because, you know, you, you, in a weird way, you could say he changed the course of, of world history. Do you know yeah, he did. Because of that decision. Big because time. it could, if it had gone the other way, then, Jesus, who knows? But you can relate to this presumably because your lyrics are nuclear weapons, aren't they? Of course, they're very, very powerful. Mass destruction. It, it reminds me of um, one time I went out of town, had a show in Knott's when I was young. I was with this crew of rappers what was the name of the crew I don't want to get into it because you know know, but it was it was with a bunch of guys and only one of us had a car right is that how Um, you became a crew I think that's how it happens with a lot of crews (laughs) I don't mean you need to be rapped do you know if you're young and one of your one of your members has got a car that's a that's a big reason to be to be mates how many of you are in it uh, I think there was five in it, definitely. Yeah. It was a tiny little, tiny little car. And, you, um, you're a collective, yeah. What? How many cars <laughs> have you got? Just one car. We were going to Nottingham, and we, I'd, we'd ne- I'd never been out of town to perform before, and um, so I was, I was pretty excited. But this is a rough, rough bunch of boys, and um, once we were in the car, everyone just had like weapons on them. Everyone's like, they, now you know why I wouldn't want to name anybody. Being serious, yeah, weapons, right? And um, one of them was like, Doc, what you got? He had nothing. And he said, no, he says, what are you bringing? And I was like, I was in my mind, I was thinking, the power of my rhymes? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I didn't say that. I was like, what, bruv? Like, you look nuts. Like, I'm going to be in the car, and you lot got weapons. Like, now I'm an accessory. Yeah. And they were like, oh, okay, you're one of them. Like, so they just gave me some CS gas. <laughs> Bit serious. Yeah, a little bottle of pepper spray. That was my CS gas impression there. Do you yeah, that's that? good. Yeah, strong, thanks, man. Strong. Yeah. Actually, some of that did hit my eye and sting. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I kept it. I kept it for years. In fact, I was clearing out my office and I found the, the can of it 
It was like long expired. Had an expiry date on it. It was long expired. What? My missus was like, get out. What the fuck is that to get out of the house? I love the idea of that. Oh, I would spray with this, but it's out of date. So. <laughs> yeah. It must still be lethal, right? Yeah, I guess so. That- Listen, hello at the Luke and Pete show if you're aware of the chemical makeup and machinations <laughs> behind CS Gas. Yeah, like when it's expired, does it get less? Like, is it better? Less it, painful? It may, you'd, you'd think it would be worse. It would still hurt. Yeah, it'd be worse. Maybe it was because it's worse. But did So you went up to Nottingham. Yeah. And it went off, everything passed off without incident. Yep. Thank Christ. Because, you know, like. A fight is just a fight. But if someone's got a weapon, then you never know how that shit's going to end. And I'm just not built for that shit at all. Like, no. like I say, I'm a, I'm a natural coward. If there's any way I can avoid imminent physical danger, I'm going to do that. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna do, at I'm whatever gonna do, the cost. Whatever the cost, whatever the talk is afterwards. Unless it's in a pussy, you're this, you're that. Well, I will happily take that. You could have taken physical punishment in yeah, I mean, George could have flown at me, and he was—he wasn't a big guy. He sort of built like CeeLo, Jim. Right, okay. So kind of like a human grapefruit type. But he's a big guy. But in a yeah, different way so than he you could mean. have like he could have yeah. like bulldozed me if he yeah. charged into me. I would have gone down. I don't know what that grinding sound is, but in the background, That's my teeth. it might I'm be really sorry. It might be people trying to get into the studio to stop <laughs> yeah, Ben. We probably have to go. Bringing so much real talk. Um, <laughs> I'm pleased it passed off with that incident. The Nottingham, the Nottingham trip. Yes, so am I. And. Um, did the boy? Did you guys have? Um, did you guys have any further incidents? Did, did, did people take weapons to to, to other trips oh, out of man. London? There was some incidents I would never be able to talk about on radio, but yeah, like all okay. sorts of crazy shit. But we could talk about that in private. I hope to tempt you back to get a bit more <laughs> on that. Listen, it's been great to have you on, Ben. Thanks for standing in no for worries. Pete. It's not an easy job. Um, the man is a, a total loose cannon, and you've provided some much needed stability to, to, oh, to proceedings. Thanks a lot. But it's been great. Um, if you're listening at home and you want to get in touch, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. I think Pete's going to be back next week. In fact, I'm fairly sure he will be. But if not, I might try and tempt uh, Ben back in as well. What do you be- think he's doing right now? Do- mate, listen. Right now. Speaking of things you can't say, <laughs> this will be. Judging what on his. What time in- is it? Judging in by. Osaka? His- <laughs> I reckon it's getting on for midnight. <sighs> So it could be anything. But judging by his Instagram output, I mean, it literally could be anything. That's, that is true. Um, but hopefully we'll have him back. But if not, um, <laughs> if not, Ben, you are more than welcome to step yeah, back in here at any time. Thanks. Um, like I say, hello at lukeandpeacher.com. We should go because it literally sounds like someone's trying to grind their way into the room. Yeah, what the uh, hell? And I'd like to find out what it is, to be honest. Ben, say goodbye, please. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me too. And I'll see you next week for episode 19. Wow.